Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. If you're updating your closet for summer, you need dependable clothes that you can wear anywhere, whatever you're doing. And for that, you can look to American Giant. American Giant makes clothing of exceptional quality for people who want something more than the status quo offers. Whether you need to re-up on reliable everyday t-shirts, pick up a solid pair of shorts, or invest in a pair of durable jeans, American Giant is a better choice. They make everything right here in the USA from start to finish. So when you buy from American Giant, you become part of creating jobs and improving local communities in towns and cities all across the country. And keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Shop your new summertime closet staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com with promo code WA23. Music has always been the great connector, bringing very different people together in the embrace of a common love. Great music doesn't care how you identify, your race, creed, or gender. So why do we still gender music? When will it be time to drop the female-fronted descriptor and just call a great band what it is? A great band, no gender labels needed. This fall, we're taking the conversation further and giving you a deeper connection with artists like these in the Beyond the Boys Club podcast with me, Ann Erickson. Join us as we break down the doors and go Beyond the Boys Club from the Consequence Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcast, launching on October 17th. Hello, and welcome to The Spark Parade, a show where I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. I'm Adam Unz, at Spark Parade on all social media. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, my guest this week is singer, songwriter, and harpist Tatiana, who spoke to me about her spark, the greatest hits compilation, ABBA Gold, by, you guessed it, ABBA. Um, this one was a delicious delight for me because I got to talk about music I love with a musician who makes other music I love. It's a pretty cool deal. Uh, it was so fun having a little pop music love fest, and I think it's going to warm and then melt your little heart. So let's hop to it. Quick Tatiana facts. Tatiana is an electronic producer and singer-songwriter from London. She is a classically trained harpist and uses the harp in a contemporary way, fusing it with her evocative vocals and dark production. The end result is an original sonic landscape of experimental art pop. Her incredible debut album, Treat Me Right, was released on April 22nd. While writing the album, Tatiana sought the input of a musical partner who'd understand her vision. She reached out to dream collaborator Joseph Mount of Metronomy via Instagram DM, and soon after they began the work of crafting the album together, working both remotely and later at his studio in Kent. 
It's an incredibly fun, catchy collection of sparkling harp solos, 80s synths, and futuristic autotune vocals. And on a personal note, I love it so intensely much, I actually don't know what to do with myself. And, you know, we'll get into that more later on. Anyway, quick ABBA Gold facts. ABBA Gold is a compilation album by the Swedish pop group ABBA with sales of 30 million units. Gold is the best-selling ABBA album, as well as one of the best-selling albums worldwide. Since 1992, it has been re-released several times, most notably in 1999 as the first remastered reissue to mark the group's 25th anniversary of winning the Eurovision Song Contest in 1974, and again in 2008 to coincide with the release of the film Mamma Mia, and most recently in 2014 to mark the group's 40th anniversary of winning the Eurovision Song Contest. And that's everything you need to know to get started. So let's get off the starting blocks. Here comes my chat with Tatiana about ABBA Gold. So usually, actually, let me preface this by saying sometimes, you know, people bring things to me that I'm like, that's not for me, but I can find an angle. I can, you know, there's always something that uh, I can I can find that's interesting. This is not one of those situations, and I do not have any journalistic um, objectivity here. I fucking love. This okay, album. well, this was to be honest with you. I I thought I was a little bit worried about this because um, I really think I think Abba can be so like love or hate, you know. And I was very curious to see. Like I I was I was I was I was like on, on even on my way here. I was like, okay, if. If Adam doesn't like it, like I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a pitch. I'm gonna do like my manifesto. <laughs> like I'm gonna try and like convince him to come to, to come over to my side because I, yeah, I have, I think Abbott is canon, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm so, ha- I'm so glad that you're, you're on the same page as me because, yeah, yeah, that's great. We're gonna have a fun chat then. Cool. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, also, normally the first question is, you know, where, where did you hear this for the first time? And I imagine that that's a little difficult to pin down because it's so no actually it's not i have a very i have a very specific story and it's it it will yeah it's um it's it's such a formative moment for me you know like uh hearing hearing that record because because of my background like i was raised kind of without a lot of western music you know Mm -hmm. like i i or pop music like i my mom had this idea of uh raising me and my brother in in, an environment with without any i mean it was obviously sort of in a kind of jokey way but without western propaganda you know she was like (laughs) i don't want i don't want them to grow up like watching kind of teletubbies like whatever like very kind of uh she wanted our our imaginations to kind of run wild and and so the 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 um, the the culture that we did come across was kind of carefully selected, you know, and mm-hmm. a lot of it was classical music because I, I played classical music and my, my mom's a big fan of classical music, you know, it's part of our, part of my heritage. Um, and, and then just, yeah, like a kind of little other little things, you know? So uh, when I did come across, so there were just, yeah, like a number of things that, kind of shifted my reality in like a major way and Abigold that album was one of them you know because mm-hmm. I would come across these things kind of 
very like serendipitously or even kind of secretly, you know, like I, I, I remember I, I found, I found my parents Abba Gold CD um, kind of stealthily. Like I was like looking through their stuff, you know, maybe I don't, I don't, I can't give you the exact, you know, date picture or whatever, but I remember listening to it for the first time and it was just like my mind, like being totally blown, you know, like I was like, it was such a crazy experience to me, mostly because it really, uh, yeah, it must have been like seven or eight at the time, eight maybe. And I was, we were living in Holland um, and, the, you know, the Dutch really love ABBA. Mm. So I'm sure that I must have heard it in, a, in cafes and stuff. But this time I had this like moment where I was like ABBA gold, like all day, like this was the only thing I wanted to listen to. I, um, I, I knew every word like I, you know, I, I would practice cartwheels to it for some reason. Like that was something that w- happened. I don't know why, you know, mm. uh, I did a lot of interpretive dance to um, mostly it was the winner takes it all. Like that was my interpretive dance song. You know, I, mm. I would weep just listening to that song. Like it was always so funny, like looking back at it too, because it's, um, it's, it's obviously, you know, the, all the, they mostly, writing land of love songs you know and it's about painful breakups and and um you know even yeah just like the kind of ins and outs of of romance and as an eight-year-old I was like god love is so hard you know like oh like love is so difficult you know and uh I really felt those those feelings you know I was like yeah really um it, it, even at that age I, I kind of imagined what those feelings must be like and it really set me on this path you know so I, I do it does really resonate with me in this like yeah like a pivotal moment like a kind of like me discovering pop music was this Abba Gold CD you know and in the end my parents were like yeah you can listen to it so it, it kind of became less kind of stealthy but originally it was this like big secret you know like mm-hmm. it's so funny because it's so it's like you know there's like there's this it's so kind of kid-friendly too you can I don't know yeah but um that's how that's how I kind of was initiated into uh into into Ava, you know. So Yeah. Oh my god, amazing. Um yeah, that that um the image of like doing interpretive dance to mm-hmm. to this music and stuff, I think um one of the things that's so amazing about this album is that it shows the tremendous amount of variation in the kinds of music that they made and there are songs like winner takes it all or fernando that are like you know you can see how uh they could transition into musical theater that it's like these really sweeping emotional ballads um or you know uh at least slower in in tempo um no totally totally sometimes when i watch mamma mia i'm like did this come first? Like it's, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it, I think it's such a perfect, um, narrative for that, for, for ABBA, you know, that it almost feels like I'm just like chicken or egg, you know? I mean, obviously the music came first, but it's so kind of goes back and forth so well. Like it, it, it as you said, it lends itself to, um, yeah, narrative and, and, um, characters and stories and like visual imagery, you know? So, Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you there. Yeah. I also like, I I talk a lot on this show about being able to appreciate art in different ways and, you know, being able to take these songs 
at face value, just have letting them be in the background or music that you dance to or whatever, and not really engaging with the emotional content. And I think a lot of people, it's just like, you know, they'll go to, uh, see ABBA cover bands, like whatever Bjorn again, and, um, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. dance to the music and it's like fun and light. And then you can also engage with the content of the music, which a lot of times it's like really heavy emotional oh, stuff, sure. even though the music sure. sounds a lot lighter. Yeah. Well, like a, a song like um, the, recently Chikatita, I think it had a viral moment on TikTok, you know, and cause it has a kind of grand, like sweeping piano thing. That's so dramatic and TikTok, you know, lends itself to a TikTok video in that, in that sense. But um, I went back and that's one of my favorite songs on the record and I I don't know, maybe it was just like the moment I was in. Ava always kind of comes at me in like these like very as you said, like very emotional, like deep, deep emotional moments, you know. And I was listening to that song um in a kind of maybe like a strange period moment in my in my life, um in between things. And and I was thinking about my best friend who lives in New York, you know, because that song's about friendship. I mean, that they have the kind of quite a wide variety of topics that they cover you know um and that song is like to me about like female friendship you know and again I just started crying like it really it just moves me I don't know and uh, I called my friend and I was like you need to listen to Chikatita right now because <laughs> so you could like be on the same wavelength it's just like I'm at a party like <laughs> I don't want to listen to Chikatita and I was like okay 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 it's just I'm having a moment but um yeah it's it is it is emotional you know Mm -hmm. they tapped into something and they did it in another language too which is like the other thing that's so crazy like what's up with the swedes you know we're just really good at pop music you know they there's something in the water there um yeah mm. seriously did you see um there's a netflix documentary series called this is pop and there's an episode that it's like each episode focuses on a different aspect of pop music so there's like one about festivals there's um one about one about boys to men um and there's one about swedish pop and it's incredible and it you know starts with abba and then you know obviously talks about max martin and um robin and whatever but uh the the fact that abba uh when you know the thing that brought them to international attention was eurovision Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody would imagine right now a Eurovision winner being like the template for what pop music would sound like for the next whatever 60 years. No, yeah. As I said, pioneers, canon, you know what I mean? Mm. Like people, this is, I don't know, maybe this is a, a a hot take, but like to me, it's like they're they're up there with the Beatles, you know? Like they, it's just un, to me undeniably like... Um, yeah pioneering moving pop in a in a new direction you know and yeah I mean I love a lot of Swedish music so maybe mm. that maybe that's just maybe that's just because I yeah kind of was inducted to it it was this like first impression on me and yeah Robin's like a massive influence on me so um, right yeah I'm into it <laughs> no, and Eurovision yeah. yeah that's that's interesting that's so true. Yeah, they wouldn't. I don't know if that would happen. And like, there is no other Eurovision song that has had that big of an Im- impact. Like, you know, there are uh, Eurovision songs that have been 
you know, done reasonably well, but right. it's not like they're ingrained in the popular consciousness. And Waterloo is like everybody. And, and, of, all, and of all songs, it's Waterloo, you know? Mm. What a weird, what a weird song, you know? Like, totally. I just, it's, it gives me so much like, yeah, I don't know, like if, if hope is the right word, but um, <laughs> I'm like, damn, like I maybe I should write a song about, you know, some other famous battles you know like you know what i mean it's like you can really find inspiration everywhere you know and and then yeah go on to win the eurovision concert song contest like that's so sick yeah yeah it's such a weird yeah. song um right but yeah. just you know internationally beloved uh for decades and decades and also just thinking about like i i think to my mind there is that uh, faction of people who think of ABBA as like kind of throwaway fluff and something to be dismissed, but the the numbers are undeniable. Like this is it's, the album has sold thirty million copies, something like that. The last summer, it became the first album to have one thousand weeks in the UK charts. Damn, like absolutely insane. And yeah. so you know. It, it's proof that this is something that's like a really um it's not just fun to listen to it's really important culturally it's had yeah, this yeah. massive impact and it's really influenced so much of what pop music has been for forever um it's it's pretty amazing yeah i have this i have this like theory about it um because benny anderson one of the the guys in ava he I don't remember where I read this. I don't know, but I I, I remember. Um, and then I kind of went back and I, I looked into a little bit more. But a lot of the voicings, so a lot there's a lot of piano on Abba Gold, right? Benny Benny Anderson's a very prodigious piano player, and um, there's a uh, he took a lot of voicings from Bach, you know, so. Mm a lot of the harmonic movement that happens in, in these songs and even the way that these chords are voiced are kind of lifted or, or kind of inspired by, by Bach, you know, who's the kind of the start of um, Western music, basically, you know, like he, he, he's the, he's the source basically, you know, so that to me is also, maybe that's explains also why it's so powerful, you know, cause it, it, it really digs into what it's referencing is like not just kind of disco and and what was happening kind of within music around that time. I mean, he's lifting harmonic structures that uh, go back hundreds of years, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that is that is part of why it's uh, just hits, you know, because it's the quality of. Um, the, the way that the music is constructed is so high, you know, I mean, everything about it, the, not just the, the harmonic movement, but as I said, like it, that kind of blew my mind. I was like, damn, like Bach, mm. Bach, Bach and disco, like that's kind of what it is, you know? And yeah. that's amazing. You know, like that's like, that's why it's canon, you know, I want to keep saying it, but um, I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I, I, uh, I get it. I get why people are like, oh, you know, it's like, it's not cool. I'm like, what's cool though? You know, like, I think it's pretty cool that it's like stood the test of time. Like that's my, um, that's my like big arbiter of 
for taste. Like if things kind of manage to stay relevant and not date, you know, because music can date pretty quickly. Like you can even things that I used to listen to like 15 years ago, I'm like listening back now. I'm like, ugh, like this, that just sounds bad. Like I have, I don't want to hear, <laughs> I don't want to listen to this, you know, hmm. you can, but you can, but the, the, what, what quality is quality, you know? So I fuck being cool, you know, cool. Being cool is like when you don't care about being cool, you know, and I don't think Abba ever cared about being cool. Like they were, they were there to, to just bring joy to our lives. So yeah. yeah. This album came out 10 years after they stopped making albums. Yeah. This yeah. compilation came out 10 years after. And then that sparked this massive resurgence and, you know, f- fandom from yeah, people yeah. who had never really loved them before. Right. And then you know, that never, you know, had, it had a peak, but it was never something that really died down. And then when Mamma Mia, the stage musical, uh, was, uh, started, uh, in the West ends and on Broadway, it sparked another resurgence. And like, I was, I was just thinking I worked at the Prince of Wales in the West end where Mamma Mia was for years and years. Um, I worked in the box office there for a couple of years. And I remember people I worked with who had been there when Mamma Mia started, saying that it was like Beatlemania, that it was absolutely insane. There were a lot like cues, you know, all the way around the building, people just freaking out if they couldn't get tickets and they would run <laughs> out of um cash in the tills every day because what? it was just like the business was so brisk, like everybody just wow. going totally insane trying to get tickets. Um and again, that is, you know, proof of the um staying power and and a testament to the sound craft as well it's it's uh yeah it's their, pretty ca- their career has stuff. been their career has been so interesting you know like as you said it's like it feels like they've been rehabilitated many many times like um kind of cast out and then brought back in again and then cast out you know like um and yeah i don't know i think that's that makes me i don't know for some reason it makes me just think of like other great historic artists who were not appreciated like in their time or whatever. And then kind of later rehabilitated. Maybe that's like a, there's like an archetype, you know, of like, Hmm. of a, of a, of a great, of a great art, you know, like, yeah. It just makes me think of like, so not the same thing at all, but like William Blake, you know, another, one of my favorite poets and artists was not appreciated in his time. And then after he died, you know, his, all of his work kind of was treated so reverentially and people really kind of brought him back into, into the culture, you know, and that that happens all the time. Um, Except like they're alive, obviously, you know, and Mm. I've actually, I've actually been to Benny Anderson's studio, which was kind of like going to, yeah. uh, I don't know what, what uh, Mecca. I don't know. It was so cool. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was so cool for me. I had, I I was freaking out. I was there for, um, for a session and I'm, uh, the the girl I was re- recording for because I, I I I play the harp so I played I was playing harp for, um, for the Swedish artist and and then she kind of just casually told me like oh yeah it's gonna be a Benny Anderson studio and I like I like almost fainted I was like what, what? you know I mean of course he's like and I, I have a lot of friends in Sweden so um, a lot of my friends are like yeah but I know Benny like Benny's really cool you know and like for me it's like what? 
like Benny Anderson, you know, and he had, and he had his had his Moog them that they were touring with, and I was like, I was like, I'm scared to touch it. Um, and I never really like fangirl over stuff really that much, but there's just like a few things that would do that for me, and and it. Yeah, and that Moog really did it. I was like, this is the coolest. This is so cool for me. Is what was really, it was very, um, it's a sweet moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And having access to those things that it's like, you know, going to uh, the Louvre to see the Mona Lisa or whatever. And it's like, wow, this is like this amazing, important cultural work that I know so much about and that, you know, has affected so many millions of lives, but it, this is something that's not only not behind glass, but something that's still being used. It's mm. like a, a live, a living part of, um, what music is instead of just a historical part. Yeah. It's not a relic, um, right? It's like, right. A, yeah, yeah. It's being, it's, it's utilitarian. Super amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I love Sweden. Um, the other thing that I think is really amazing about this album is that it's like a greatest hits compilation but i mean first of all the fact that greatest hits compilations barely exist anymore and the kind of uh cultural importance the the uh, cachet of the those kinds of experiences are t- greatly diminished mm. because nobody wants to be dictated to anymore about how they listen to music sure and you know greatest hits collections sometimes it was just like throwing all the singles together but in this particular instance it's this like curated version of the music that's come in their career it's not a chronological history of their hit songs it's like intentional they want you to listen to it in a specific way the track listing Um, is perfect i mean it's yeah and that's a hard thing to do like figuring out of the flow of especially i mean the, the thing is that i don't i my only like Abba Gold is enough for me. Like I never really, I never, I don't know any of their albums, you know, like, cause that was in, in the same way that um, I don't know Beatles records. Cause the only way I came across Beatles music was through my brother's guitar teacher who would mix, who would burn us these mixes. Right. So for me, like I know a lot of Beatles music, but I have no idea like what record they, they come off, you know? Right. And it's the same with Abba Gold. Like that's, that's kind of, the pinnacle for me like because it's it's a it, 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 in and of itself it's like a beautiful record track listing like it it flows so nicely i mean starting with dancing queen that's a bold move you know but i it, mm. but then but then you think about it and you're like actually this that's that makes sense you know it has to it has to be dancing queen like what else what else would it start with and then finishing with waterloo so and finishing with waterloo you know because you're yeah. like where is it you know and then it's mm. there is there right at the end to take you out you know um curated is the right word yeah 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 but just you know thinking there's a lot of discourse about that particular issue in relation to this album that people were saying that it's like it was produced at a time when uh greatest hits albums were much more important you know it would mean that people who were kind of casual fans would have access to a much bigger portion of an artist's catalog without Mm. having to spend a ton of money on all of their albums um 
and it was a good way for people to get to know an yeah. artist, um, yeah. you know, with a kind of condensed version of their career. But again, having that condensed version and taking you on an emotional journey, you know, like mm, highs and lows, mm, having mm. a couple of slow songs and then a real like banger. And I think that comparison to the Beatles as well, I know people who are not ABBA fans will think that that sounds ridiculous, but in terms of cultural impact, I think they're pretty equivalent. And I totally agree. Yeah. You know, two bands that were in existence for about a decade and have this enormous catalog of really recognizable hit songs that, and you know, you can play them and everybody just goes, Oh yeah, that that's ABBA. Um, and yeah, I think this, uh, it's, it's kind of almost like, it's like both everyone understands that, but then also at the same time, like I, I've been, I've been learning how to DJ recently. So I've been looking, kind of watching, doing research. I've been on YouTube. I've been on YouTube watching some of my favorite DJs and I was watching this set the other day and halfway through, um, he he put lay all your love on me like mm. off in the middle of a in the middle of a set you know and the whole crowd went wild you know i mean these this is like it was like a maybe it wasn't it's was like a, you know like a heavy like dance festival kind of atmosphere you know like very very trendy very cool but you can't you know i mean when you hear that because it's also dance music that's the thing that people people forget about you know and it has it it kind of occupies this interesting place where it's like it's pop but it's but you can play it on the dance floor and people people will want to dance to it you know i mean god love the beatles but you you know you don't really want to dance to their music you know and and dance is so important to me like it's such an important part of how i relate to music you know so Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean uh i don't know where i was going with this but i just wanted to say yeah it was just you can you can kind of slot them slot these songs into moments where they just they can raise the euphoria to like another level because obviously everyone even if you you're not into it even if you if you hate abba if you, you're not you don't like them playing that playing a playing a little bit of they you know they you love on me whatever it is you know i mean madonna sampling you know come in there's like there's like it just has this like cultural cachet that will just hit you know in the right mm. moment um you have to be you have to be smart about it you don't you know you want to you want to really um i'm 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 learning this myself i'm like when when am i going to drop the abba song you know so in my in my, in my dj sets because that's, that's definitely something it's definitely something i'm planning on doing 100 percent. you know like i want to i want to i want to be doing some like hard like acid house and then just <laughs> transition into like you know why not i'm trying to make yeah. it work that's my goal anyway. Yeah. So uh, those, surprise those people moments. With that mm-hmm. Yeah. Those moments in clubs where uh, DJs will, you know, what, whatever it is that they're playing some kind of house music or, you know, yeah. electronic music and then throwing in a random pop song. People eat that shit they love up, it. myself they love included. It. Of course. So, yeah. Yeah. And that like lay all your love on me is maybe my favorite. I think it, song. I was thinking about it. I think it, it's, it is my favorite ABBA song, you know, because mm. I mean, yeah. Dancing Queen, Dancing Queen, I is to me the probably the best ABBA song, you know. It's just I mean, it's it's I am like I am bait, like <laughs> like when people ask me like just in general what um 
if a what my favorite uh what my favorite song is of an artist like i will almost always you know i'm i'm a universalist like i'm like whatever appeals you know i i, I really that's what connects to me like and that's kind of also how i try and write my own music like to cater to or to just appeal to a universal experience and a universal emotion but the thing about dancing queen is that actually i think it's quite a sad song you know mm. um it has this really like poignant like uh kind of nostalgic kind of bittersweet vibe to it you know where where it's you know she's only 17 you know um we were you know we were all 17 and and it kind of has this like moment where you're like oh like I'm not 17 anymore you know like it has that that's the kind of feeling that I get from it where you're like looking back and you're like oh like times used to be so so simple you know but then lay all your love at me is like just pure joy so Mm. and like one of my I I'm a you know, uh, very easy to please when it comes to pop music. I, 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 you know, love all forms, but very specifically the two ingredients that I love a lot are up-tempo minor key pop songs and pop songs that have desperation to them. You're going to love my next record. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All your love on me is like, you know, dancing. It is desperate. You're right. Yeah. 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 Like, there's like this sadness, but also it's full of energy and um, yeah, brilliant. Love it. I love it. I'm with you. Blue, the color blue. Yeah, bittersweet, kind mm-hmm. of something that's tinged with sadness, you know. Uh, that's why I love Robin, you know, mm-hmm. dancing on my own. I mean, my God, is there a, yeah. a better modern pop song? I don't know. To me, it's the pinnacle of, of that, that, that kind of emotion. Um, yeah, perfect. And then the other one I wanted to to talk about was Gimme, 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 mm. because I'm also a big Madonna fan, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um, it's just interesting like that, how that just even the sounds of the record, like forgetting about the songs, like the, the melodic uh, uh, motifs, you know, are kind of all over the place in pop music, you know, they're kind of referenced over and over again or, or sampled and used and stuff, you know. And um, that was the song that he that he dropped in the DJ set. I just remembered. Yeah, because mm, once you hear that yeah. riff, like you know, you're like yeah. you're you're going for it. You know, and like there's yeah, it's iconic, iconic. Yeah, I uh, I read in someone kind of you know going through their favorite ABBA songs, someone talking about that song and saying that it had muscular production, Ooh. and that's like just like this, oh, it's really like the the beats the the way that it's structured um yeah it really gets me that's another oh so good muscular yes mm. yeah it occupies space you know it, it's relentless you know um yeah, yeah that's a it's a good one so i mean they're all good you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's true i could write a little uh, a thesis on it or something such such good stuff um i think that is a lovely place to finish up. I do need to say, I don't like to start these things with the ass kissing because it makes it awkward. It, it just is, you know, I, I, I don't want to say it <laughs> that way, but well, sure. your album, like Jesus fucking Christ, I am absolutely obsessed. Everyone I know is absolutely obsessed. Like, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. That's so nice to hear. 
um, mm. yeah, I'm really glad it's out. You know, it's been yeah. a it's been a long journey getting it out, and I'm very proud of it. So I'm I'm so glad that you like it. Yeah, yeah, I'm very impressed. It is on constant heavy rotation. So thanks, that's great to hear. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you so much for making time for me. This has been really fun. Thanks. Yeah, I've enjoyed myself. Anytime. I, if you want to talk about Abba, hit me up, you know? Yeah. I'm, and I, I say that universally, okay? So everyone listening, like, if you want to slide into the DMs and uh, talk about the uh, the vo- four-part vocal harmonies on Take a Chance on Me, I'm happy to do that, okay? Because I could talk about this forever, honestly. Yeah. There you go. It's a, it's an open offer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was so much fun. Yay. Thanks again to Tatiana for chatting with me and indulging my fanboy squealing. Her brilliant debut album, Treat Me Right, is out now and you must listen to it immediately. In fact, it's my spark of the week. If you hadn't guessed from my unprofessional conduct in that interview, uh, this album is pure pop at its finest. And if you like that kind of thing, you'll really love this. So check it out. Why don't you? And uh, that is that. Um, follow me on social media. You know, everyone's doing it. Don't miss the zeitgeist at Spark Parade on all platforms, or at least all the ones I'm on. Uh, other than that, have a fun week. Treat yourself to some kind of special snack. You deserve it. And uh, until next time, bye-bye. Need a uniform refresh? Try Land's End Business for fully customized clothing and promotional products featuring your logo and colors, all expertly made. Go to business.landsend.com slash LE2023 and use promo code LE2023 for 20% off your order. Hey, boss. You look stressed. I've got enough on my plate already without worrying about shipping all these orders. Don't worry. I got ShipStation. It's the easiest way to ship everywhere we sell online. Returns are simple. Bulk order updates and automation options make order fulfillment easy, all while saving up to 84% off top carriers. Automate your shipping needs. Go to ShipStation.com and use code AUDIO to sign up for a free 60-day trial today.